0: This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life.
1: And my name is Jesse.
0: I'm Christine's little sister.
1: I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love.
0: Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose alcoholic crack smoking father gave you horrifying sex talk advice when you were a teenager when he told you no sex allowed and no heavy petting. Welcome back to the family burrito podcast, a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. My sister, Jesse, and I created this podcast as a way to heal our alcoholic, crack-smoking father who gave you horrifying sex talk when you were a teenager. Father wounds, Jesse. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm going to hold this dog. That's okay. Him.
0: That's His he, name is Little Man, right? Yeah. He's trying to hump the other dog right now. Oh, Lord. The one that has cancer? Or does that dog have cancer? Um,
1: no. Um, he's trying to hump Lucy. And Lucy's just, like, not having it, so she keeps growling at them. I don't blame her,
0: girl.
1: Yeah, it's a whole thing. (laughs) So
0: Before we started recording, you said you had a lot going on. You found out one of your dogs has cancer.
1: Yeah, um, lymphoma. Uh, Dodger. um, This this particular dog was just, like, left at my house because I was dog-sitting, and the owners never came back for him, but Mm -hmm. I just ended up keeping him. Mm -hmm. Well he's like nine now and yeah he has lymphoma so they gave me steroids um to like stop the growth Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's it's fucked i'm so sorry well what is his prognosis uh basically like he's gonna die Mm. it's like there's no cure for it lymphoma in dogs like they can give them chemo which costs ten thousand dollars but it's just like enough to make them feel comfortable which is like exactly what the steroids do yeah so yeah and then this one is just horny
0: well listen i feel his pain in there too (laughs) he's like oh
1: my god See, he's fixed, and he still is like, I need to hump everything. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I'm not fixed, but I I would be the same. <laughs> poor guy, poor baby.
1: How's your day going? Oh
0: God, I just feel like there's never enough time, and it's just been very extra, extra lately because. I just been working a lot in the outpatient clinic and it's just been super, super slammed. And it's the same broken record. Like right now it's Saturday. I did work today extra. Um, but I have like 44 charts. I need to get completed by tomorrow. Um, and so in each chart takes about 20 minutes. So let's do that. Let's do some math, Jesse. What's 44 <laughs> times 20 minutes. Okay. That's
1: a lot. That's, yeah, a lot. <laughs> that, that's a lot.
0: Right. And so, you know, and then, you know, then there's just life in general and so you know with my daughter there's stuff going on there and you know uh making sure she's doing okay seventh grade is rough I tell you that much it's just that was her birthday her birthday was really good she had a you know it was interesting because it was you know starting to blend family you know my family with Jeff's family and then Shane so you know, everybody was great and well-behaved and kind and considerate. And so it was everybody, you know, went with a flow and, you know, Shane and I, we are working, we are, our relationship stronger than it's ever been, you know? And so we are, it's interesting because for the longest time I needed him to help me. And that was one of the reasons why I got divorced because he'd never helped me. And finally, like back in September, September, September. <laughs> I
1: love it. September. September (laughs) I
0: just surrendered because I was like I am truly doing this on my own he will never help me and you know I talk about this all the time like when you surrender that's when stuff happens well I finally did and guess what our relationship is better than it's ever been our team with as co-parents is better right now we're doing like a trial even a trial of 50-50 custody right now and so she's with him one week and me one week you know but you're oh, nice. Talking, yeah, we're, we're talking like almost every day, and Sophia's <laughs> loving it. I actually also took Sophia's cell phone away. um I just felt like that cell phone was ruining her life, and it truly was. And she's a different kid without it. It's like kids, youth today, they have no freaking coping skills. <laughs> like one damn thing happens and they melt down. They're like, Puss, as Jeff calls them, pussy ass bitches. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, it's, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I think part of it too, is they're, so they're always on social media. They're in, they're in a computer, they're in a device, right. And they're not living real world. They're not having real world experiences, except at school, you know, which is stressful. Right. And so also wearing headphones all the time. So they're missing all these cues and clues in the environment of people, maybe working out a difference or being kind to one another or whatever. And so when they take those headphones off, and you ask them something simply like did you do your homework they're all freaked out it's just it they and it's not just my daughter i mean even my clients who are teenagers and i'm just like whoa like just the you today there's just so many encounters i've had where they just they 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 have no coping skills and so it's just yeah. i think a lot of it is technology you know and i think also too i was thinking on the way home from work today was you know, kind of my generation. I feel like my generation was more outspoken about our feelings and how we just don't know how to deal with it, right? And then maybe the generation before us, like they held everything in, you know. Now this generation is like, uh, I can't cope. <laughs> you
1: know, it's just like it's
0: just so crazy.
1: And I also think that, like,
0: um,
1: when you are a young lady and you're starting puberty yeah as well it's like one of the hardest times you know um i was listening to a podcast earlier actually talking about this and like how when young girls start puberty our anxiety goes up like tenfold and so does our um our negative emotions our negative emotions go up tenfold and mostly it's because um instinctively we know we have to protect ourselves from big bad bad men Right. So we're constantly anxious and we're constantly depressed and living in the state of survival because we don't have, like, we don't trust men Mm
0: -hmm. basically
1: like our, our, our egos don't. Yeah. And it's really, it's really interesting watching her grow up in this weird ass world. (laughs) I know. I know. And
0: she's kind of weird herself. You know what I mean? She's esoteric she you know can have I mean she's the one who taught me about crystals and stones you know that's how I started learning about it was through her you know and she's a smart kid she she really is and so you know and she's really funny and quick-witted you know um we were I don't know what we were talking about the other day we were saying we were talking about how love is um excuse me I just burped sorry (laughs) (laughs) Love is progressive. It's not quick. Like if you're like fall for somebody immediately, that's not real, you know. And we were kind of having a conversation like this, and she was like just joking around. She was like, "I choose me. I choose me," you know. (laughs) And so we were like screaming at six in the morning, like just "I choose me," you know. Love it. uh, Yeah, it's just funny, but yeah, and you know, and also kids are just like rough these days, man. Like, I mean, I don't ever remember being, maybe you do, I don't know, but I don't ever remember in high school, like or junior or seventh grade. I don't ever remember someone calling me a bitch, like to my face anyways, like, you know, so like her, you know, friends, they're, they were expecting her to like pay for their snacks and ice cream. And she was for a while. Then she got tired of it and started setting boundaries and they called her. one called her a bitch. Another one um, was jealous of her and another friend and so spread a rumor about her that was awful. And it's just, they're so, they hop from friend to friend to friend. And then on top of it, you've got the, the, the boys who they're hitting puberty, right? And they're starting to get horny and they don't have any boundaries. And then they're aggressive. Like this one eighth grader who had a Mohawk and an earring, you know, he didn't even know her and like tripped her, you know, and it, for no reason you know and like watched it it's just like and then so then you go well you know how do you teach your child what do you teach them you know to fight back go tell a teacher uh don't say anything like you know it, it's so always different. defend yourself yeah yeah but it's like when you never be a doormat But when you feel insecure and you want people to like you, like, it's just, anyway, so she's started therapy because, um, to help with her self-esteem, because she also, you know, like I've talked about, like when we're seven years old, we have beliefs that are formed by, you know, broken ass people who raise us. Well, I've also figured out beliefs are formed that aren't even true. Like she has this belief. And I know it's, I know it has to do with around the time Shane and I were getting divorced and having, having a lot of problems and stuff back to when he wouldn't help me. And we argued a lot about her homework and her grades because he wasn't helping me. And she took that in as it was her fault. So she has formed this belief that I think she's a disappointment and I think she's a bad daughter. And so no matter how much I have told her, that's not true. I even bought her a journal several years ago that says best daughter ever. No matter how much I tell her that's not true, she believes it. And she's, and our brain is funny, kind of back to that negative thinking, like our brain, it's easier for it to think in a negative way because the caveman primitive days, right? And so what's crazy is uh, our, it's called cognitive bias. Like our brain will purposely seek things out to back up that negative belief, even though it is not true. So she's yeah. out even though it's not true and it hurts her her brain seeks it out. And like the other day, I noticed we were talking That's what about. That's the podcast is talking about. Yeah. It's yeah, so like, crazy. Like the other day, Jeff and I were doing some math with her. And so because of the pandemic, she lost a lot of her basic mouth, ma- mouth, math foundations. Yeah, so, me too, girl. <laughs> so we were going over... Uh, what we were doing um i can't even remember uh, we were doing something but she couldn't even do the thing because it was oh, it was probability problems and she okay. couldn't even do the probability problems because she didn't know a difference between a prime number and a composite number composite number so we were went over that for like an hour and she started to get it and then i asked her again and she got it wrong and i was like no sophia and she was looking at me and i know those gears were turning she was like i'm a disappointment you know what i mean and so. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's and that sucks because it's probably like performance anxiety too. like, I don't want to disappoint. And when you're like, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to fuck up. That's normally when you fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's me all day. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't want to piss so-and-so off so I walk on eggshells yeah you know and then I end up pissing him off because I was walking on eggshells (laughs) right right and that's why you
0: can't navigate anybody's emotions because it's a losing game I mean they're gonna they're gonna react however they're gonna react you know right but like but this kind of thing back to human design you too is like y'all make decisions from your spleen center which is your instinct center okay so like me for example my I make my decision for my sacral give me two choices I can pick one with the yeah. spleen it's instinct and it's a flash and then it's gone and so when she when she is answering stuff the first answer that comes out it's always right but then she starts second guessing herself because she kind of does that thing because because the the spleen also has all of our fears in it okay she's also an aquarius she's a capricorn
1: oh she's a capricorn that's right yeah but yep. i think she was a oh
0: because on the cusp well right? no no jeff is an aquarius and dad is an aquarius okay all right and so is anthony <laughs> all these damn aquarius <laughs> damn air but she's, um,
1: a Capitan, so she's gonna she'll be fine
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah so but i've noticed like seriously that i mean that instinct that's there and then she starts i'm like just pick that that's why they kind of when they say Make Pick the answer you pick first, like the first one, you know, and that's really, really true in my, in my opinion. Um, But math is cool because you can always like check your answer, but it's a little different if it's like a prime, you know, composite number, but whatever. I just, uh, it's just, you know, it's, I was really bummed out about that, like that she feels that I feel that way about her because it's totally not even true. I I talk about her all the time. And so the fact that she feels that way is, you know, it was very, I mean, I was crying, I was devastated, but it's okay because now we're Mm -hmm. doing therapy and actually because of all of that, her belief of that, it strengthened um, my relationship with her father and we're even better parents because of it. We came together instead of, you know, splitting apart, you know, that's good. Yeah. So it's been, um, but so it's just, and then, you know, I'm also opening my own private practice. And so that's been really, um, I just don't have time. It's just so frustrating. It's just, and it's <laughs> almost here February 22nd, 20th. I'll be part-time at the hospital. So it's coming All It's all coming. And so I try to like, also say, Christine, the thing that you're trying to feel, you can feel right now. So I was trying to do that earlier. Cause I'll just start getting wound up with all the things I need to do, you know, and feel behind and there's never enough time and then i'm just like christine the thing that you're trying it's it's not the end goal like there's not going to be like this pot of gold with a leprechaun at the end of the rainbow and then boom, we're done because then you're dead right it's just it's a daily journey and the thing i'm trying to feel i can feel right now you know and like one thing i've realized is like fulfillment like what is fulfillment right is it building a house is it getting a pool is it you know bonding with a friend is it getting that job is it finally Mm -hmm. coming to understand that maybe this isn't going to work like whatever it is like what is fulfillment and then i figure it out it's a choice like i can choose to be feel fulfilled right now right there is nothing we always are trying to get to something better or you know once i get here it's all going to be great once I get over here, it's all gonna be great. And it's not true. It's already great right now. It's already yeah. great right now, you know? Cause you are, yeah. Cause like,
1: if you think about it, if your little kid self were to see you today, they'd be like, oh, she's a badass, right? So mm-hmm. you are where you're, you're meant to be in a sense. It just oh sucks when you, I get it. Like it sucks when you have to be on somebody else's schedule.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing with my human design. I know I talk about it all the time that one of my themes is like, I'm always kind of changing my pattern. I have this thing with my pattern, like my schedule, my patterns. I definitely do not like being on there. That is a big theme in my human design. I don't like to be on anyone's schedule. I don't, I wouldn't want to be anybody, anybody to be my boss, you know? And so, um, and I, I get tired, I'll be in a pattern and I'll get tired of it and I'll get frustrated with it and try to get a new pattern. And I definitely see that now. I'm like, wow, you know, it's like, you know, so I'm trying to also work on, this is the pattern I'm in right now and not feel satisfied, but I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what the word is, but. Just be happy with what's going on. Right. Just be like, just be, I guess, you know, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And like not a- and not be like, cause you know, like when you're about to graduate high school, like when you have senioritis, like that's how I feel when a pattern, I know a pattern's about to change, a, a thing's about to change. It's like, I get that senioritis and I'm like, I wish <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. Come on. But when I do that, it takes forever. And I feel like more obstacles come in my way. So I'm trying to be like, well, it is what it is, but you know, it's a work in progress. I get it, girl. I get it. Yeah. My, um,
1: my brain is totally dead from today
0: what happened today but, because of the finding out your dog had cancer
1: yeah sorry i'm getting a phone call right now
0: <laughs> okay
1: uh my my freaking ipad apparently is like let me take over your screen oh
0: shit <laughs> <laughs> so good thing you're not on <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs>
1: no, oh. no, so man. what else what else
0: besides the sad doggy news what else has been going on with you
1: um just been working I feel like I've just been working all the time
0: yeah I'm like are you, are you doing any welding stuff yet
1: um yeah I'm welding and then I like I feel like I'm always running errands and sitting Ooh. in traffic <laughs> it's just it's, it's an unreal and then like my dogs just want to be dogs yeah it's it's very frustrating sometimes <laughs> right
0: Always oh, running guys, errands
1: chill and sitting. Out. In traffic. Chill out for two seconds.
0: That's <laughs> like Jeff's that's, <laughs> Jeff's that's Jeff's worst nightmare, just sitting in traffic. He hates like he works from home, you know. So anytime he gets out in the world and with cars, I mean it's like I, all I hear is cocksucker, cocksucker, <laughs> you know. Like why are you
1: hitting your brakes on the highway?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. No, I um so this is the thing. It started snowing just a little bit today right when the snow started hitting motherfuckers windshields they started driving like dumbasses the roads were fine it was just little tiny stuff, flakes. the smallest
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it was i was just like why people i want ugh. but yeah. um what what else is going on what else uh after after this morning, I feel like that's just kind of taking over everything. Poor Dodger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: which one? Was, was was that the one that has cancer?
1: No, that was Lucy. She's like, give me, say my name too, Lucy. Oh my
0: God! Poor Lucy's getting sexually assaulted by little man Squishy Bud all the time. Look oh, at yeah. him! Look at him! He's trying. He's trying so hard. I try so hard. <laughs> this is how we do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, he's lucky he's
1: cute. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, he is pretty cute. Is he uh, Corgi? What is he? Yeah, he's a Corgi Chihuahua. Oh, Lord have mercy. I know, so extra fucking annoying. Yeah. And then Carl. <laughs> like in the
0: back. Yeah. And actually, Carl's the boss of them all, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like the mob boss. He's like, give me my money. Yeah. Yeah. And give them their food. Put
1: put that money in my (laughs) hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, my my Mexican street dog, Juanita, um, she, uh, so she's always on the chain out there on the leash, like a slave, because she, (laughs) you know, she ran away all the time. And I feel (laughs) horrible because it's like, that's no kind of life. Like, all I do, Jesse, yeah, I go to work, you know, and sometimes I'll take her to the pet hotel, you know, and uh, she'll get her nails done all that. But that shit gets expensive. So Jeff will right? be, you know, working from the house. But while she's on the chain, you know, like a slave she is and put a little bit of water out there, she runs out of the water. She'll just go drink out of the pool, you know, it's just like, and I'll come home and I'm tired. I'm mentally exhausted. And I'm just like, I got to lay down and it, I feel like like terrible, like a terrible dog mom, because I'm not walking her like I used to. We're not bonding. But I told Jeff, I said, you know what? I'm going to train her. I'm going to train her. I'm going to start training her. And uh, so where she won't run away, you know, that's just awful. And so we have a thousand dollar bet right now. And then I have until March 30th, I think March 30th. Um, and he's like, you might as well just go ahead and give me a, like, you can do some payment installments. Go ahead right now. Because he's like, there's no way he's like, there's no way she's going, she's going to pretend that she's listening to you. Cause she's pretty manipulative, you know, and then she's just going to jump, you know? And so I don't know, Jesse, I don't know what to do. You could hire a dog trainer for a thousand dollars. Yeah, but the thing is, I can hire a dog trainer, but that dog trainer is gonna be bonding with my Juanita. It's me. I think <laughs> they bond with her. You,
1: I think that they teach you how to do it. Like, there's dog trainers that will help you bond with your dog. Yeah, so they listen to you. Like all my dogs listen to me. They can all walk with me off leash. Oh, nice. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't train them. Michael did. Yeah, yeah. But they, but they know. Like, I'm still their mom. Yeah you know the dogs are smart you just have to be alpha alpha female because she's yeah. a, a female
0: right yeah and that's the thing too is that I'm like I'm tired of saying this was like I don't have time and so I I don't know I just but you know it'll get better everything's okay time is always
1: time is the time is evil
0: yeah I need time to come back on be on my side again I mean time is on my side I just you know it just seems like it's just it, part of It's just where I'm working. It's just, actually, that's a lot of it. It's 90% of it. If once I, as I transition to have my own private practice, you know, because the problem is, it's like, let me just give you an example of what my day's like. I sit down and I already have three Microsoft team messages. I've got text messages, phone calls coming in, messages from pharmacy, social workers, and this is all within like 15 minutes when I open up my computer, I haven't even reviewed a note from a patient, a a patient chart yet. Okay. Then I go start. And so when I start doing that, and then it's just snowballs, like everything just always gets backed up. And so then the client comes in and they're in crisis and it's just, it's too much. And so that's why like doing my own private practice, I wouldn't have to deal with insurance companies and pharmacies and, you know, you know, resending a prescription because the insurance company is requesting 90 day supply in the bottle, you know, or uh, having to do a pre-authorization where I'm sitting on the phone with the insurance company for 55 minutes while I've got four patients in the lobby backed up waiting to see me, you know? And so, and it's just, and, there, so, and there, that's why I'm always behind in charting because all of those things take up my time and I have to sacrifice my own time with charting, all my days off on the weekend, whatever. And so, when I have my own private, when I have my own private practice, I won't have to deal with it. All I have to do is talk with the client. I don't have to deal with anyone else but the client. So hire somebody to do insurance, or you're not going to accept it's insurance. It's just going to be cash only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just yeah. Now, are you going to ever take insurance? I don't know. I'm going to see how it goes. I have a a psychiatrist who's like my mentor and he um, has only taken cash this for years and years and years. He does both uh, in person and telehealth. And so he basically told Mm -hmm. me my price points. I was lowballing myself, by the way. And he was like, with your experience and all this stuff, he was like, "Um, just Mm -hmm. go ahead and Mm -hmm. told me what to, you know, how to price it and stuff. So yeah, that's cool. mm Mm-hmm. That will be really awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I may down the line, but if I do (laughs) that, that's just going to take more of my time, you know? So. My dog is crazy. Yeah. Well, anything else going on with you, baby girl?
1: No, I'm just brain fried. I just wanted to record because it was dad's birthday this week. Yes. Happy birthday, crazy daddy. And that's basically it. That was like my only goal. And then. I was like, I'm sure there's more that I had to say, but yeah. Now my brain's just focused on
0: steroids and lymphoma. Yep. And the squishy bowel. And humping, dry humping. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Hey, difference. no heavy petting, Jesse. <laughs> no heavy petting, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you, baby girl. You take care, okay. All right. I love you too. I'll see
1: you later.